Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Great Debate Show. Jarvis Jeffries, Terrence Smith. What's good? We in the building, back and better than ever, baby. In for a wrestling, wrestling edition. Talking about some good old wrestling. That's right. Wrestling. It's uh, yeah, with the A, not the E. Uh, That's it. Yeah, man. And we're here to talk about some good wrestling. And I'll tell you, it is so much jam-packed. We're going to get started immediately because there's so much to go over and cover. Um, we had some returns in AEW. Uh, we're going to start, ladies and gentlemen, doing these wrestling shows probably on Sundays. Basically, Saturday night or Sunday morning, T. We'll talk about that. But we definitely want to make sure that it's out on Sunday mornings because – we need to do Rampage and SmackDown as well, and these shows are starting to get good. Now, I'll admit, the past few months, it hadn't been much to talk about on either show. But mm-hmm. with, the, with the hit row coming back, which we're about to get into, Rampage actually followed the, the storylines and everything, good angles, good uh, a promo on Rampage for a change. It was good. And that promo from Daniel Bryanson. I mean, Brian, Brian Danielson. And, I'm doing uh, it too, man. I feel you. I know, man. And Garcia, man, that was good. And it rolled over into a Wednesday Dynamite. So, again, we're going to get into all of that. But first, Terrence is going to let us know um, uh, some of the some of the better things, some of the best parts of the night of Monday Night Raw. Triple H has taken over, and he has hit the ground running. And he's just making change after change and just, okay, Vince did this, so I'm going to undo that. Vince did this, so I'm going to undo that. You know, you see this, Bruce? You see Pritchard? This is how this, this is how you, you do it. It just seems like that's what he's saying in the back. <laughs> so, so right. T, give us the scoop on Monday Night Raw and anything that you want to add well, even before you get into Raw. Maybe there's some things you want to say about SmackDown briefly and then work yeah. your way into Raw. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess first I, I'll just kind of uh, jump back to SmackDown real fast and just touch on, uh, uh, of course, Hit Row coming back. And, man, it just seems like, you know, it, it wasn't long ago we, we were talking about these quote-unquote budget cuts, which I don't know if you saw Ronda Rousey's post, but that was pretty funny. Uh, and now all of a sudden these guys are kind of coming back, well, you know, one by one by one. <laughs> and, and immediately the product is – gotten better not only do you you hear a lot of compliments but it shows in the ratings mm-hmm. the ratings have, have essentially doubled for both shows oh wow um and man that's that's saying a whole lot to me yeah that's saying a whole, hey Vince really did inject the poison right like he was a poison he really did inject the poison yeah seriously he really killed his product because he didn't want anybody else to have it right right <laughs> right hey that's some long-term storytelling if, if, if the real wrestling fans know what i'm talking about right right hey speaking of uh, vince terrence real quick speaking of speaking of vince though real quick did you hear what vince russo said earlier this week about vince mcmahon and the wwe uh i didn't i did see one of his tweets that was kind of um Interesting, but I didn't see that particular uh, message, no. Well, real quick, he's basically saying he doesn't buy it one bit, and I've heard this before a few times. I even thought it myself in the beginning. But, again, not trying to be that theory guy to, you know, just just bring up my theories. But he says that he doesn't believe for one bit that uh, Vince McMahon has retired. 
He just can't see him doing it. The only time he will retire is when he's dead. I worked with this man many yeah. years. I know him like the back of my hand. There's things that he's done. I knew he was going to do it before he done it. Vince is not gone anywhere, but they're doing the right thing. This is what needed to been done. This is what needed to be, uh, you know, done because of the fact that, hey, he's getting pushed out. Uh, the, the networks, Fox, USA, everybody's on his ass. He had to do this for the public, but they say he's still running things. He's still in charge. But the one thing that they wanted to do was to make us believe that he's gone. And the one thing that he points out is that he says that, Hey, so what do you do to make us believe that he's really retired? Just have triple H put him in charge and have him just undo everything that Vince McMahon did. That'll be enough for us to fall for it. And he thinks that we've all took the bait. Now, again, we don't know how true that is and we don't know if Vince McMahon will ever come back, but he thinks, along with others, that is, I'm not going to say as soon as he gets clear of everything, but if he does, he will be right back on a WWE programming. What do you think about that, T, before um, you go on with SmackDown? I think that Vince Russo <laughs> um, has no capability of seeing the forest for the trees. He's just <laughs> that kind of a... And, and, but not to his credit, in his writing and in, in, his, in his producing, that helped him sometimes because he, he can... He sees way out there sometimes, and he can't really see like the small picture. Mm. Man, Vince is at the house. Okay, okay. Vince is at the house, and I and I say that, and, and then he was I, a damn good writer. In the beginning, I thought that too. Like, there's no way, you know. We talked about this. Like, Vince is not about to let somebody else run this company, right? Um, but I do believe that with not only just the people coming back, but just. The, the environment is so different. Michael Cole, and people are talking about how different Michael Cole calls matches now because he ain't got that satanic voice in his ear all night long. And a lot of these uh, wrestlers, they can say wrestlers now, have gone out of their way to show you that, hey, they have a little bit more freedom now. That's why the Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens promo um, was so good Monday night because these guys have freedoms that, that they didn't have. They're not They're not robotic anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's and exactly I what don't, I don't think Vince is in, behind any of this. Yeah, you got to be right, man. I got to agree with that because that's exactly what Becky Lynch just came out and said yesterday in some interview or a podcast or something. There's yeah. just so much freedom that she has. And I don't think she was throwing shade at Vince or taking any shots, but hey, we've yeah. never heard her say it before. Nobody's ever been able to say it because they, there has been no freedom. And now it seems right. like there may be. But I'm sorry to interrupt T. Continue. No, 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 it's fine. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I do remember that tweet now. And I'm, I actually had plans on showing it to you for guys. So I'm glad you brought it up. It's okay. Uh, because his theory was that the programming really hasn't changed. And he thinks that this is, yeah, nah, man, nah, this is at home. Russo and, is and trying to get a job, man. He's trying harder Russo than we are. Russo is just trying to stay relevant. Yeah, he's these trying guys, to get a job. A lot of these guys are just trying to stay relevant. Yeah. And it's a, it's a situation where he thinks that he's the Triple H is supposed to come in and just make like like glaring changes and change the whole product completely. No, you do that when the product is 100% bad. WWE has never had 100% bad product. They, what the difference is, is that we hold WWE to such a standard that we expect them to be better in certain things. Yeah. And Triple H has tried to improve on those things. But now if the product was terrible, then yeah, you come in and you just revamp the whole thing. But again, we just hold them to a standard. Yeah. We want them to be as good as they were in 97, 98, as, as good as they were in 2004, 2005. Right. They're a long way from that. Yeah. And that's, but as fans, that's what we want. So, so yeah, to that, they are bad. Hmm. But like to any other wrestling company, 
they're doggone good. So I think Vince Russo is just saying what he would do in that situation and that ain't necessarily what need what needs to be done. Yep. Agreed. But the Raiders the Raiders showed in Triple H and, and Nick Khan and Stephanie have this thing rolling in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So this is like the third or fourth week in a row with very close to either very close to or over two million viewers. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely good because they hadn't saw two million in quite some time. Since 2015, I think was what it was. Wow, that is yeah. I think I did think I saw that on Twitter. I think I did see that yeah. on Twitter. Wow, it was something like it was something like that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so SmackDown again, T. You were saying? Yeah, yeah. I was just pointing out that you know, of course, Hit Row made their comeback, and you know, I don't know where they're going to fit in in a tag team division, but man, it was just good to see those guys. And I think most of us really, really hate to Swerve and was wasn't able to be out there with them and. You know, I was very interested to see where the group would go with him when they got there because they had just gotten there. They had just gotten there. I think they had a nice little little vignette they were shot. Um, they may have had two or three weeks on WWE TV before they were cut. Mm-hmm. And man, it just cut way too short, man. Those quote unquote budget cuts. Uh, you have you, you got budget cuts when the company is <laughs> making more money than ever. It just made it just made no sense, man. Right, right. You know, no t- matter how good these guys come out here and perform. Yeah. It's going to suck the air out of some of the fans because some fans were invested in these guys. Yeah, and you ran those fans off, and you sent those fans to AEW. Is what you did, pretty much. Some, of but yeah, I was glad to see glad to see Hit Row back. You know, that was that was pretty much the the crux of SmackDown was Hit Row coming back. Um, and as far as Raw, man, Raw it was outside of, and I'll talk about this in a second. Outside of one match being a little too long, man, it was a pretty good show. Um. That match being in particular Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles, mm. I, I don't know. I didn't look up the time on it, but it just, from a viewer standpoint, it just seems like it went too long. And I don't know if they had run short on time. Sometimes this happens. Sometimes one match is too soon. Sometimes, you know, a commercial might get cut or it could be anything, man. It's, it's live TV and you just have to go longer to make that time up. Maybe that's what the case was. Um, uh, but either way, it was a good match to me. It just went too long. But I think the highlight of the show would have been Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. If these two guys are going to have a feud, I am here for it because that was magic in the ring. And they were only hey, they were only in the ring for like five minutes as far as the promo before they had a match. Uh, but man, the, the microphone magic between those two was great. And you know, a lot of times we we might talk about this guy's promo or that guy's promo, but it's it's rare that we talk about a situation where two guys go at each other and it's just, it's just golden on TV. And those two guys had a good moment. Um, of course the match ended in this qualification because the Usos have just got to soften somebody up, you know, for Roman Reigns. It's just, that's, Hey, that's the nature of the game right now. Hey, that's how you do it for the bloodline. That's how you do it for the bloodline, man. That's right. Okay. So, so you know, of course they just build the clash at the castle. Right. I got to check that out though, because I miss raw. I'm not going to lie. So I'm just gonna listen to you and Bill Sponge, but I do want to catch that <laughs> because I, I I know Kevin Owens is good on the mic. Uh, McIntyre, yes, I, I I over, I, I guess I overestimated uh, how good he is. He is pretty good, but he Kevin is good. Owens he's is funny good. and he's he, he he's very versatile. Okay, yeah, 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 and you he's don't get versatile. that much. You know, you wouldn't think that for somebody his size. You know, you just used to somebody his size being kind of stiff and yeah, um, just you know, kind of. I don't know. I think we. I think Undertaker kind of ruined us because we we expect all big lean guys to be kind of just stiff, 
yeah. verbally. Yeah. But McIntyre has a lot of versatility. And he, like I said, when he needs to be funny, he's funny. I think he's naturally funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he, you know, he, he can bring it when it's time to bring it, man. And he showed that Monday. Right. Okay. Uh, what else we got for Raw? Um, Three-hour show, so I'm sure that... Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a lot of show, man. Uh, the show started out with a judgment day, and I, I, I thought that they had one of their better moments. Um, of course, Dominic wasn't there because Rhea Ripley choked him to death. It should have been me. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, yeah, so they were in the ring and just kind of, you know, going in on Edge and uh, because, of course, their show uh, previews to next week were Edge and Damian Priest will have a match in Toronto, Edge's hometown. I think they said it's Edge's first match in Canada since 2013-ish, maybe. Don't quote me on that. Wow. Uh, of course, Edge probably ain't losing. But, you know, sometimes it's the, it's the heel thing to do to win in somebody else's hometown. So, wouldn't be surprised. But Rey Mysterio came out and put up a good fight for a second. And uh, he was about to smash... Um, I think Finn Balor with a chair, Rhea Ripley got in front of him, and then that you know the nervous game piled up. And it's it's, it's weirdly it's, it's looking not I don't want to say weirdly, but it's just a little different. It's looking like Rhea Ripley is being the leader of the group. Rhea Ripley? Yeah, it's looking like because you know you, every okay. faction or group you you look for mm-hmm. somebody to be a quote unquote leader. Hollywood Hogan was of course the leader of the NWO. Uh, the beginning stages of DX, Shawn Michaels was the guy. You know, just Bret Hart was the leader of the Hart Foundation. You know, a lot of these groups, you look for somebody to be a leader. Edge was originally the leader of the Judgment Day. But right now, it's looking like Rhea Ripley is possibly stepping into that leadership role, which is different. Mm-hmm. It's different. Uh, I will say that out of the three of them, I think Rhea Ripley does have the biggest star power. She's got... And I think Damien Priest said this, but she literally has everything that you look for in a in a female superstar or any superstar. And um, I think she could probably be a little bit better on the mic, just a little bit. Like she's, I don't, I think that if, if she has a weakness, it will be the mic. Mm. And I don't think it's a big weakness, you know. Okay. But uh, you know, but hey, when you when you want to be great, there's always room for improvement. So. But it's looking like Rhea Ripley's taking leadership, the leadership role. A lot of times they were standing. She was in the middle. As a matter of fact, her entrance, she was in the middle. Uh, to me, that, that says leader. So, you know, all three of those, those, those superstars are capable of being a leader, but it looks like Rhea Ripley is taking that role, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but if, they, if, they, if it's a situation where Rhea Ripley is, is becoming the women's champion. Maybe they, they come out of this track, Bianca Belair or something along those lines. I'd be here for that. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Yeah. There you go. Hey, I'm with that. So I take it. Is she any is she is Rhea Ripley in any matches again yet though? Or is she Nah, still? she hasn't really been in a match. She's really been coming out and kind of disrupting their matches. Okay, she's not clear then. That's what it is. Because I know she's, she's probably still not clear. Yeah, she's going through a few things. I think one is a brain injury and then whatever that is. And then another one where I saw I saw something on YouTube, I'm not gonna lie, to where they said that she at one point this has been over a month ago though, where she actually had uh walking around with something on her heart, you know, to kind of monitor her heart her heart beating uh-huh. everything so i hope everything is okay she's on tv so she has to be much better but the fact yeah. that she's not in a match yet 
I just kind of wonder how how close she is to getting back to full strength or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and and I don't know if that's creatively they don't have a spot for her to be in a match. You know what I mean? Because like, so they were beefing with the Mysterios. They don't have a female counterpart. Um, now they're beefing with Edge, and maybe they get Beth Phoenix in Toronto. You know, I don't I don't really know exactly how they because they don't really live in Toronto anymore. They live in I think North Carolina, so wow. I don't know exactly how that will work. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We just had to, to kind of wait that one out, I guess. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And, and speaking of women, they they are they have uh, officially started the women's tag team championship tournament, and um, Oscar and uh, oh, what's baby girl's name? Uh, <laughs> Twisted Bliss, Alexa Bliss. Uh, they're a team, and they went up against Dewdrop and uh, Nikki Ash. With of course um, Oscar and um, Oscar and and Alexa Bliss getting the victory. Uh, Dewdrop actually tapped out to Oscar, and I just man, I just I like Oscar so much, man. She's so skilled in the ring. I just I wish they would do more with her. Uh, being in this tag team tournament that she's not going to win. Clearly, Becky's t- not Becky, but. Uh, Bailey's team is going to win this thing. She's got Dakota Kai and Io Sheree, and clearly they're going to win this tournament. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that it's kind of—I don't want to say set up for them to win, but they're going to win it. Okay. And uh, you know, I just—I just hate that for Oscar because I just think that they're losing out on a good opportunity to have her. I don't think she should be anywhere but the main event scene. Right. I just feel that way about her. Right. Too, she's too skilled, too good in the ring. Agreed. Well, well, where is she from? Where is Oscar? She is from Japan. Japan. Uh, you know how that goes sometimes, man. I hate to say. Yeah, that. actually, uh, Fred the Prince Junior. Uh, you know who Fred the Prince Junior is, right? I he was. Uh, so. He was in a lot of like uh, rom coms in the in the like the mid to late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. But he eventually became a writer for WWE. He wrote for him for a long time. He just recently stopped, stopped writing for them, like. Uh, maybe a year or two ago but he basically said and he admitted to what we all knew that Vince didn't take any of the uh Japanese wrestlers seriously yeah and that's why you saw them doing a lot of comedy skits and even now I think Oscar is too comedic for me yeah I think you know she comes out and she makes these jokes and she speaks Japanese and laughs all the time but I'm just not a fan of it I was very much a fan of her when she got there and she was just cold-blooded she had that mask on, and she came to the ring. She kicked butt. She made you tap, and that was the end. Maybe I don't. I don't really care if it's the comedic version. I understand. I get you, and I. I maybe, hopefully, Tri- Triple H, Stephanie, or uh, Nick Khan sees that, and what they do is they actually go back and say, "Hey, she's getting her ass whooped. She's tapping out the people, and she just snaps out and goes back to that version of her of herself." Maybe, who knows? But if not, which they probably won't. This is just something that they just seem to do with those. Yeah. I know. mean, that's still, you know, she still gets victories. Like, you know, of course, like I said yesterday, she, uh, not yesterday, but Monday, uh, she did get, and for somebody as big as, I don't mean in a bad way, but just her stature in the ring. Yeah. Uh, do drop to have her tap out to, uh, you know, I think Oscar Locke or whatever they're calling it. To me, that's a pretty big deal. That, that's saying a lot when you get someone, a super heavyweight essentially to tap out. And I, and I, I don't, I want to make sure that people know I'm not fat shaming or body shaming when I say that. Uh, to me, that's a big deal. It would be, be the equivalent of, you know, somebody making Big Show tap out. You know what I'm saying? So that's to me, that's a big deal. They that means they think a lot of her. Right. I just I just don't like the comedic stuff, man. I, I think Oscar should just be a a, a, a badass. 
I got you. What what else went on on, on Raw? Uh, one of uh, and I was mentioning Bailey's uh, uh group. I think they're calling themselves Control. Uh, Dakota Kai did have a match against the twenty four seven champion, uh, Dana Brooke, and of course she beat Dana Brooke because they're building up this group. And I, what I don't understand is, if the twenty four seven championship is defended all day, all night, and the twenty four seven champion loses the match. Should the person that beat the twenty four seven champion not be the twenty four seven champion? Hmm, that's a good question, T. I just don't understand that. Like, I feel like there are other people she could have gone against, mm-hmm. and that way, even though that twenty four seven champion is a is a overused gimmick, you still protect the gimmick a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know that, but now you got to answer a question about why she's not twenty. The the answer to the question is. Is that you don't want her to be twenty four seven champion, but these are not the rules, right? And you and you and you basically kill what's already a bad gimmick. It's a funny gimmick, but like, it's not necessary. Just book her against somebody else. I'm, I know there's somebody else that you can book her against and have her get a squash victory. Because mm-hmm. that's basically what that was—a squash victory. AEW definitely knows what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, you get a squash win over there. So yeah, I mean, I just. I understand it. Um, I think those are about the highlights. I, I do like what they're doing with um, the Miz and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, these guys are already looking like a well-oiled tag team machine. I just, I, I know that the Miz's job is to get people over. And I don't know if there's anybody in pro wrestling right now that does it as good as the Miz does. You know, the Miz has us thinking right now that that uh, Logan Paul can wrestle. I'm not saying he can't wrestle, yeah. but we haven't seen him in the ring with anybody else except for the Miz. And, and he looks so good that people are already saying, oh, this guy might be a champion one day. Yeah. It's because it's of the Miz. We yeah. haven't seen him wrestle Riddle. We haven't seen him wrestle Seth Rollins. Right. But we've seen him wrestle the Miz. The Miz made him look so good that people are saying these things about him. So that's the Miz's job. One way or another, the Miz is going to get you over. It's just that's just is what it is. Right, right. Um, so I, I was I was I'm glad to see what they're doing with Champa because I I think Vince wanted to, to kind of bury him. And I think he was headed that way. Uh, but now we're seeing that you know, hey Triple H is like, nah, man, this is one of my guys. He's, and and, and Champa's good, man. He's good. He's good on the mic. I don't know if you've seen his, his uh, promos or not, but the man is he's he's a he's a tough guy. He'll be there a while. And uh, so it's good to see what they're doing with them. They, they had a tag match and they got a uh, pretty good victory. So, you know, uh, they had, I think they went against uh, Ali, uh, Mustafa Ali, and uh, I forgot the brother's name. Part used to be part of the Hurt Business. Uh, but yeah, it's just good to see those guys, uh, and all those guys in the ring, really. But I'm, I'm very ecstatic. Anytime Mustafa Ali is on my TV, I'm ecstatic because I know once his time comes, he'll be ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, when it was his time previously, he did get injured. That led to Kofamania, so I'm not upset about it. But um, that guy is too good, man. All those guys, but they've got so many great performers. But I am glad to see Moose finally because, you know, like I said a year ago, that guy was at home trying to get his release. And yeah. he's back on TV now. Yeah, I remember that. I do. Yeah, that lets you know this ain't, this ain't got anything to do with that. Yeah, you're right. You're very right. I. He can't be. He can't. Um, 
Uh, speaking of Logan Paul, though, Miz doing a great job of putting him over. But I don't know if we'll see Logan Paul in the WWE in a WWE ring again, even though I know he signed a deal with them. But yeah. immediately after that SummerSlam, they said that he signed another boxing deal and he's going to take it serious and he's stepping away and he just signed a deal with them. Or was it just one match? I'm not sure. I thought it was a deal, though. He I'm signed not... a three-year deal with them. But uh, well, now you got to keep in mind, too, a lot of those times, they will want you to do those mainstream things. As a matter of fact, what they might do is throw a title on them real fast and have him take that title to the ring. You know how they do that. They'll put a tag team bet on them or, or you know, Intercontinental or U.S. title. Or, yeah, um, I, I can and, see that. And, and let them stroll to the ring with it. I can see that. And Triple H would be walking to the boxing ring with him. He's done that before. He's done it before. Yeah, you he's know, done it before. Mayweather. Who did he go to the ring with? Mayweather. Uh, Mayweather, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, he has to compete in WWE to get a bill. And, and Triple H looked so out of place that day. He's never looked that out of place. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's like 50 Cent on one side, Triple H on the other side. Yeah, he looks so out of place. Yeah. I've seen Triple H look out of place, really out of place, two times. Uh-huh. That night, and the night the night in Memphis where New Day had him dance. Man, he looked so out of place. In Memphis? Yeah, they were in Memphis, and... uh this is when New Day kind of first got really going and like the crowd really got behind them and they were, you know, they were New Day rocks and they were dancing all over the place. Yeah. And uh man, they got to dancing and and um Triple H and Stephanie were out there and they Stephanie started dancing with them and they were looking at Triple H and they were, you know, kind of basically begging Triple H to go dance with them. And at first he wouldn't do it and he finally did. He just no nah, man. Yeah. Triple H ain't got it. He didn't want to do it. That's why he didn't want to do no, it. No, right? Paul Levesque ain't got it, man. Let me tell you, when it comes to dancing, he ain't got it. I can I, I can definitely believe that. That's a that's a game he shouldn't play. Right. <laughs> right. Clever. Uh look, well, one thing he does have, he's got it right when it comes down to booking and creative control. He's doing his thing right now. Yeah. And he's turning it around, it sounds like it to uh night by night, week after week, show after show. And uh, I think it's only getting better and it's only going up. The WWE reached out to an AEW superstar. Who was that, by the way? Nobody knows. I have nobody not, knows yet. Well, nobody's saying it then. I don't know, but they. It's not. It's not some Rudy Poo. I can tell you that. Whoever it is, it's somebody that. I don't know if it's maybe Hangman Adam Page. I don't know if it was Omega. I don't know if it's MJF. Well, you know, we would like to think it's MJF, but I'm, maybe that's who it was. I'm not sure. They're not saying, but. I mean, for it to be MJF, maybe so, because they did say that they went to upper management in AEW just to let them know, even though they let WWE know that they were not interested. They are very well happy in AEW, which that doesn't sound like MJF at all. But then again, it could right. be, because we don't know what the story is for MJF when he comes back. Um, but anyway, just wanted to just bring that up since we were speaking Yeah, and I, and I wonder what the rules are on that, because people were talking about, oh, it's illegal. I don't think it is. Well, I mean, um, I don't know. Is it, I, I think it's not right if if you know someone is on a contract and you're reaching out to them. But illegal is is I don't think anybody's bound by law to like not talk to somebody. Now, not, if I have enough compete, that means I can't go work for you. Right. So I mean, are you saying this is tampering? But I mean, like legal or legal, some kind of legal tampering, or what do you what do you call? I, mean, it? I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't. I, everybody's contract is probably different, but I don't. I don't think what. What they did was illegal. I just think that it's just not. It's probably like unwritten rule. Like you just don't do it. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is something that I've never heard of before. But then again, I wasn't podcasting all those years back, so I never really kept up with yeah. What's from true, what, what what you can and cannot do. From what I remember, when I because I've listened to a lot of like like for example like Bruce Pritchard, I've listened to a lot of his podcasts and uh and he would talk about for example like Rob Van Dam. I remember this a little bit of this anyway, and they were very interested in Rob Van Dam, and but he was still with ECW. So they would like pass words to people like, "Hey, tell Rob when his contract is over to give us a call," or, you know, when he's getting to the end of his contract to give us a call, or something along those lines. To me, it just it implied that there was always something in place, like an unwritten rule that you didn't forcefully try to reach out to someone when you knew they were under contract. Right. Hmm. You yeah. know, that's what it, that's what it implied. But there's, I don't think there's any legalities now. It's not the same in like basketball or football. Or, these leagues with these uh, CBAs, um, because they have CBAs that prevent that. That's what a CBA is for. Right. But you know, a lot of wrestlers are, are, and we hate to use this term, but a lot of them are independent contractors, and they're not bound legally to talk or not talk to anybody. You just can't go work for. Them. Definitely can't do that. Uh, no, is, no, don't do that. <laughs> which is the reason why a lot of WWE wrestlers split and went to W. I mean AEW for part time work. Over the heavy, yeah, absolutely. Over the heavy and, work hey, and I, I like that. I, I would like to see wrestlers do more independent stuff. Right. Uh, that and, you know, again, a, a heavy work schedule, and then but they get to go work other places, other indie promotions and all that. And, you know, the money is not WWE money, but it's, it's, it's pretty good to not be doing all the house shows and all the extra right. work. Uh, it's very exhausting to be in the WWE, but it pays yeah. off. If you can stick with it, because they make you stars. Uh, stars after stars, they've done it plenty of times. We've seen that. Uh, but again, uh, and that's one thing great about the WWE, because the last time I was watching WWE, I'm not going to lie, Drew McIntyre was still this little skinny punk that we, he was so skinny. That, that we knew had the potential, but didn't know if they were really going to do anything with him. And now this guy's bulked up, uh, he's good, and he's at the top damn near yeah. of the company. Yeah. So this and I just got to tell people, like, and, I, and I, can, I can relate to Drew in the sense that, like, I was once also very skinny. I'm not now, clearly, but uh, I've seen Drew work out. Man, listen, that man is a very, very hard worker. Um, the strength that he's gained, I can tell you, it, ain't, it wasn't easy. The size that he's gained, I can tell you, it wasn't easy. He has literally worked his butt off. Right. Uh, I say that because I remember him him and Jinder Mahal were in uh, in LA Fitness. You know how they used to always come around when they were in town. And, oh yeah. Uh, you would think that somebody his size would be like just throwing three twenty five around, but no, I think he got it. He probably got it up maybe four or five times, and it wasn't. It you can tell it was easy. And, and what that showed to me was that literally every step of the way, where he 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 st- he was lifting two twenty five, two fifty, two seventy five, three twenty five. He has had to put every bit of his strength into that amount of weight to get up to the next set of weight. And he's done that, you know, time and time again. That's to me, that's a sign of a hard worker. That's a sign of somebody that is not cheating, right? He's not cheating his body. Mm-hmm. He is eating right and literally sweating it out, grinding it out in the gym. And I, I just appreciated seeing him not be superhuman and lift 325 20 times is what I'm saying. I guess what I'm trying to say. It just lets me know that he actually had to work hard at yeah, yep. Hard work definitely pays off, though. And yeah. uh, he looks great, and he's doing great. Uh, yeah. Again, though, he is injured. They're kayfabing what's going on right now. He is 
uh, suffering with a what a back injury or something, T? I think it's a back injury. Okay, just to let the audience know, who in case the listeners don't know, uh, he will not probably he probably won't be winning uh, Roman Reigns' uh, title uh, at Clash. Clash at the Champions? I mean, uh, Clash, at, Clash, at, Clash the at the Castle? Yeah, I'm thinking about some old WCW there, ain't it? Yeah, um, man, Clash of Champions. But yeah. also, you got to keep in mind, too, now, maybe he will win, but maybe he just won't keep the title because Theory is still lurking out there. That That's possible. That's definitely... I just don't I just don't think it's time for Theory. I don't, I don't think that he is over enough as a top heel to get that title. Right. And I don't know what it's going to take to get him over. You, hold on, you mean you mean theory? Yeah. Well, they just got to do more. They have to do more with him. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's got to hold that thing a while because yeah. I don't think that when Seth Rollins had it, like you knew, like Seth Rollins is ready. Yeah, yeah. You know, when Edge had it, you knew Edge was ready. Yeah, yeah. I just don't feel that. I I feel very, almost very. Do you remember when um, uh, Corbin Baron Corbin had it? I feel more like that. Like I feel more like Theory should cash in and lose it because I'm just not bought on him being that that guy right now. I definitely think he will be that guy. He's got the look. He's already like you know frat boy. He kind of just irritates the hell out of me just by the way he looks. His little haircut irritates me. <laughs> but like him as a, and I think it's that cell phone gimmick. It just does not do it for me. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that either. It doesn't do it for me. Right. Well, we'll see. But I actually have said this before in past episodes that I think Theory could, I think he should carry this briefcase until it's all beat up and dents and holes in it. Until it doesn't even. Oh, you should see it. It's so beaten up now. Already, <laughs> you're right about that. It's already beaten up. Oh man, well, well, I, I hey, want... most of that is come from his back. Like Bobby Lashley beat him halfway to death with it. Oh hell. Well, what I wanted was for them to slowly uh, have the briefcase get beat up to pieces until he know he's ready to cash it in. But I, I, I could see yeah. him doing that, like, really, the next WrestleMania. I thought he really could have, you know, well, I don't know when he actually won the money in the bank. I, I forget. But, like, I, I think he could do it until WrestleMania or Rumble, the Rumble or something. But, no, maybe, maybe the Rumble. I would like to see it at the Rumble. You know, he comes out, he's in the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, he loses, but he comes out, you know, comes back out. Kind of, you know, kind of edge-esque, like you always talk about. Yeah, right. Um, and 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 screw somebody out of the title by that time. I think they they got to get it off Roman by the Rumble. Right. Yeah. Just got to get it off him by the Rumble. I don't know who or when or where or how, but they got to get it off at least one title off of him. Yeah, maybe. Uh, to me, we... to me, by the time it needs to be both. Right. Well, what 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 we need to do is actually find out how long um bruno san martino's record i mean how long that streak was of him being a like champion. four years man oh okay well now nah, they're not gonna run it that long no he can't run it that long well it's almost been two years hasn't it it's been over two it's been, years no it's, it's over, over two years. years it's over two years it's now. over two years what yeah. if they're actually trying to break that to where he's like the all-time greatest like ever maybe i mean who knows they could take they could easily take one title off his waist like you said and he could still and keep, keep the, the other he could keep the universal title because he's had that the longest hey, that's probably what they still could do i'm not saying they will but hey i don't know um but anyway we got to get to aw 35 minutes yeah man <laughs> raw is taking up so much time three hour show it should take up a long time it's a three hour show and we, well usually you notice how better it's gotten ladies and gentlemen usually we run through raw pretty damn fast in the first 15 minutes 
that means there's more to talk about. We ran through it because there's really not a lot to talk about, but it is now. So There's a lot more action. There's lot just more, a lot more action. And when there's action, we've got to talk about it. All right, so yeah. AEW get kicked off last night uh, on uh, Dynamite with CM Punk, John Moxley. CM Punk comes out. He's talking cash money-ish. And then Moxley just said, enough of this-ish, and I'm coming out, and I'm worth the fight. And so this was a damn good promo. Punk again, dropping the pipe bombs. Both of them, when Moxley came out, there was a lot of uh, a lot of verbal sparring going on. Like this was this was this was pretty good. Both, you know, getting at each other. Uh, I think Moxley actually said that we all know you only came back because you ran out of money. I mean, that sounds very realistic, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of this stuff, I think, was realistic. They just hey. This is what I'm gonna say. Hey, don't don't get in your feelings about it. And I think that's exactly what happened. Uh, CM Punk. Hey, you know I would you know fight you now, but I don't want you to bleed all over me. You know everybody everybody knows that Moxley bleeds in literally every match. So he was that was a shot. Yeah, every match, man. He wakes out of the bed and like yeah, his head open. yeah. So they, they it, it was good. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought that they could have saved the last part that they done at the end of the show. But I see why they didn't because they wanted to say, "Hey, look at all this. We just—they just can't keep their hands off of each other. We're gonna fight next week." And so that's what surprisingly broke the news that Moxley and Punk are gonna get it on and unify the AEW World Championship next Wednesday on Dynamite. I could not believe that one. Uh, that was wild. But just to, as far as the promo and and before we get into the other matches or run through the matches, how did you feel about it? Because we didn't know. If we wanted Punk and Mox, we just talked about that last week on last week's episode. Like, eh, you're doing this. This is not heel and babyface, though. Now, the way they've done it, Punk came out as if he was trying to, you know, get the crowd to turn on him and go heel. But uh, Mm -hmm. they they still wouldn't quite do it. But then Moxley comes on. It's like they're torn. But the fans seem to be torn between the two. But. It actually is not in a bad way. I think that they they actually got something going here, but it looks like they're going to get it over with. Or, Terrence, I know you're probably about to tell me that it's going to continue even after next week. (laughs) Go ahead. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's going to continue after next week. (sighs) There is no way. There is no way. Because, listen, Jim Ross was on, on on his podcast calling this possibly the biggest main event in AEW history. Oh, wow. Really? And you mean to tell me that they're going to have that on TV, not pay-per-view? And why are they doing this in the first place on TV? Are they, are they Did they not learn from WCW and the Hogan versus Goldberg There you go, match? Hogan and Goldberg, Hogan and Luther. The, the two biggest title changes in WCW history happened on Nitro. And that's why they no longer exist. And that's why they no longer exist. Tell Vince Russo that. Even though he wasn't there for that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, you're right. No, man, this this is just to build it all out because, and I and I think you mentioned this on our last episode that like there was no build to all out. All out is just a few weeks away, and like there's just not been that big of a build to it, in my opinion. And they're hitting you with everything now in the last few. And weeks. now it's like, hey, let's see how can we, how can we build to it pretty fast? Because to Tony Khan's credit, he has so many injuries. Yeah. He had so few people, so few of his main event guys. Yeah. I still don't think Adam Cole is cleared. No, he's not. Uh, he wasn't even on the show tonight, right? He wasn't on the show at all. No, he wasn't. Last week either. 
And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing, but that's that's one of his guys. Yeah. You know, that's if you give me top five AEW stars, Adam Cole is according to Tony Khan, top five AEW stars. Adam Cole is on that list and at the, and somewhere at the top. Yeah, and I got a problem with that too, Tony. I know you do. <laughs> Man. So my point is they've had so many injuries. Um and it was just very, very heartbreaking injuries, right? Like a lot of these matches we all want to see. Yep. And I just I just think that right now they are in crash mode to try to build to this pay-per-view. And the match next week is just more to build to the pay-per-view. Now, we might get some outside interference. I'll let you talk about that because we, we've discussed it prior you know, to now. But, uh, yeah, this, this we're going to see the, at least those two guys again in the ring at all out. Well, I hope not. But, Terrence, we have two more two more dynamites before all out September 4th. Uh, Saturday, I mean, Sunday, September 4th. There was rumors that it was going to be a two-night show like WrestleMania. This is AEW's WrestleMania All Out, I believe. And it, it's, it's starting to kind of look like it now as they get into it. I just don't like for them to feed me with so much all at once. But sometimes it does make for good shows in a two-hour program because it's like, man, the surprises just keep coming. But uh, they got two more shows. So if they're going to have this... If they're going to unify the AEW Championship next week, that still leaves one more show for August the 31st. And yeah. I don't know exactly what will happen then, but I think the way it should go. And Terrence, you're probably right. They're probably going to do a, do a DQ because we've only got like one DQ in AEW history so far. And it took us over two years before we got that. Uh, how about, how about, or in a, in a few draws, but how about they go ahead and unify the titles on Wednesday night, next Wednesday on Dynamite, and regardless of who wins, although I think it will be Punk, and Moxley is is going to do just what he said last night on Dynamite. Let's get this shit over with. I think that CM Punk wins the match. Here comes MJF to get what's rightfully his, what he rightfully deserves, a great promo, whatever he wants to say, drop his own pipe bombs because we know he has a lot of them as well. And he can just let it be known that he's back and only to do what he's going to do. And that's take the title from CM Punk. Just talk about how, you know, it's just embarrassing how he has not won a championship yet at all in AEW, even though he is the ratings. Just whatever it is, you know, let him talk his ish and do his thing. And I think that that would be the all, the all out match. And you well, still this. have two weeks to prepare if, for if, if that's If that's the case, that's cool, and I would love to see that. I think if it's not the case, and if MJF is not going to be on this show, then they should release him. Yeah, man. What's going on, man? I mean, like, if he was going to be on the show, though, I'm not going to lie, he probably would be back already, unless it's going to happen the way I'm breaking it down, which would be great. It would be great because then you would if have – If he came out and, like, attack the referee or something like that, you know what I mean, like, to kind of still attack – Disrupt the establishment, attack an official. Like I would like to see something like that. Yeah. Um, they kind of bully his way into getting a championship match. But man, they gotta do something with this dude, man. Like it's just it's unreal the fact that we have not seen him on TV in months. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't get it. But again, I'm hoping Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, did not post that on social media for nothing a week ago it had people thinking that he was gonna probably show up last wednesday he did not right. he did not show up this wednesday so 
Hopefully, he's going to show up next Wednesday after Punk <laughs> beats Moxley. I mean, I don't know why she would post that of her and MJF ringside, you know, in that picture if he's, if he's not on his way back. I don't know, but you're right, T. If he can't make this damn all-out show, if they don't have him a part of this, yeah, he definitely should release him. And his contract is not up until January 1st of 2024. So, yeah. I mean, damn, is he really going to let that man just sit around until 2024? I don't know, man. I have not heard anything from MJF, though, and that's some of the reason why everybody knows and believes or thinks that this is a work. It might have started off as a shoot, but it's turned into a work, and they're just waiting on the right time. Hopefully the right time is MJF showing back up after that match at the end of the night next week on Dynamite, and then the AEW all-out pay-per-view shows, ticket, I mean, the tickets are going to go way up if they're not already sold out. They usually do sell out fast in Chicago. Chicago loves AEW, but I think yeah. I think this is what needs to happen now because then it will be like, wow, all-out is going to be a show that we didn't know how good it was going to be. Now all of a sudden we've got MJF back. We've got, of course, CM Punk back and, and, and uh, you know, Brian Danielson is wrestling again. And uh, yeah. uh, Kenny Omega just came back. Oh, my God. We're about to get into that here shortly. Like, man, everybody's back now, so it's good. Um, but, hey, we'll see. Again, Punk, Moxley, they got off to a good start. I'm not going to lie. I have no complaints about it other than why the hell are you going to fight now in, uh, next Wednesday instead of wait for All Out? I'm hoping that that's because of what I'm saying versus – you know what T is saying because that's probably what they're going to do what Terrence is saying but damn it I don't get it you don't give us that match twice we don't want to see it again I don't even want to right. see it in the first place but because I just don't think it's going to be good but again maybe Punk is going to be very good maybe he's going to be a lot sharper than he was he looks good um I don't know what he's done in his little time he does look a lot leaner he looks a lot leaner he looks a little bit more uh you know he, he he's getting a little ripped hey Punk I don't know what he done but Again, I had my theory a few weeks ago if he was ever really hurt. <laughs> you know, was he just yeah. uh, was he just doing heels or something again? But I know one thing. I don't know how you can get – well, maybe that is how you can do it. I don't know. Um, I was going to say with a bad foot, how can you look that good coming back, though? I, it looks like he's been, you know, doing something. But other than just, you know, not eating or dieting or, you know, no carbs. But he's definitely lean. He looks good. Him and Mox. Had a good show. Good way to start out the show. But moving on, um, we had uh, – what else did we have? We had uh, – it, it was a good night. It was a good night. But Daniel Bryanson oh – man, I keep saying that, man. Brian Danielson was in a match against uh, Danny Gar Daniel Garcia of the JAS, the Jericho Appreciation Society. This is a match where – you know, hey, they've had a good story from Rampage. They had a good mm -hmm. uh they had a good promo on Friday night Rampage and it followed up on Wednesday night Dynamite last night. And um man, two out of three falls. Garcia got the first fall, put him asleep for the second time. Yep. In in in, in weeks. And uh hey, he almost got the double. He almost got the two for one. Because as soon as he did it, he was like, count. He's still out now. Bring the, We're starting the second one. And the referee immediately started counting. And he gets to about eight or nine before Brian Danielson gets on his feet. And he almost would have got the first two. And that would have been it. That was a good way to start it off. But Brian Danielson, of course, being the fighter, the fighting, fighting man that he is, he gets back into this thing. He had to win two straight, though. But that's exactly what he did. 
Yeah, any your your takes on that match, Terrence? I thought that the story well, alone. I, mean, I, I want to take it back a little bit further and talk just kind of bring up the the JAS. Uh, when I first saw it, I was thinking that well, this group is designed really to more so give us more of Daniel Garcia. Um, so maybe we're seeing the end of the JAS if you saw the end of the match. But I'm saying that to say that this match, a lot like the JAS, was really just there to get more spotlight on Daniel Garcia. Of course, he wasn't going to go completely over Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. Gosh, I got to quit. Uh, I think every time we call him Daniel Bryan, we got to put a dollar in the jar or something. But uh, man, for real. But uh, but I think it was Harley Race or one of those older guys that said, "You don't have to." Uh, sometimes, even when you lose, you win. Daniel Garcia won tonight. He didn't get the final victory, but the way he looked against uh, Brian Danielson, the ending of the match with him standing up to Chris Jericho, this was all just more so to get him over, as as to say, and to get him again more in the spotlight. And I think the JAS and his series of matchups that he had with Brian Danielson succeeded in that. So job well done. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so what else went on on Dynamite, man? Um, Again, I like where they're going with that. I don't know if that's the end or what, but, you know, hey, Dave was about to shake his hand. Jericho said, hell no, what the hell are you doing? And, uh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with that, but next week, Jericho. I I think it was coming because I heard heard Taz. Taz is like, "Uh, Jericho has left the the, the announcer booth, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right, right. He's left the commentary booth. (laughs) Jericho is about to take Brian Danielson completely out. Yeah. And and he says next week they're gonna have it. They're gonna have it out. They're gonna talk. You're gonna decide: is it me or is it Brian? And uh, you better make the right decision. Damn it! That's exactly what Jericho said backstage after that. You know, little spat that they had. Uh, I don't know where they're going with that. I don't know if they're gonna break up JAS. Not that I was ever for it anyway. But if they're gonna break it up, it's too soon. You just got to start it again. Another thing I don't like, even though I like Garcia. I like how they're pushing him, and he is a hell of a tough cookie. He's a he's a fighter now. But, again, uh, this is something that proud, proud and Powerful did not get. This is something Santana and Ortiz did not get yeah. when they were a yeah. part of the inner circle. And you see how the push is coming for Daniel Garcia. This is a lot because of what Brian Danielson has been saying all along. He's been watching this kid like, man, this, guy's, this guy reminds me a lot of my young self and – they're put. They're pushing him. You know, same thing they did with Willa Uta. But again, yeah. just not a fan of him. Garcia's cool. He is. But uh, I don't know where they're going with this whole JAS thing. But I know I'm ready for it to be over with between them and the Blackpool Combat Club. All right. So I'm trying to think about what happened after uh, that or some more big moments of the night. Uh, before yeah, well, we I mean, it's the, the, the backstage promo, and I'm looking forward to that match. Uh-huh. Uh between the tag champs, Swerving Our Glory and Private Party. I think I, I text you and told you that that I was very much here for that match. I I'm not a fan of it being on Rampage, I will say. But I'm yeah. looking forward to it. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're going against private party. Private party uh, really been getting disrespected by those guys. It started on Rampage Friday night, and it continued last night on Dynamite. And, you know, they were just saying, man, y'all been here all this long, and you're not even ranked. And private party came back with, we are ranked. We're number five right now. They just got into the top five finally. So they're being funny. Private party is good for TV. They need to be on TV more. I hope this yeah. is just not a match that they're putting them in just to put them in one. And, you know, just to pretty much be um, – Damn, what's their names again? Um, shoot, uh, uh, Keith Lee and uh, what? What are they called? I, Swerving our glory. Swerving our glory. I just had a brain freeze again, but yeah, I hope they're just not their stepping stone. They actually gonna you know do other things after they lose this match because we know they're gonna lose the match. But yeah, I hope absolutely. that they, I hope that they keep them on TV and they keep pushing them, even if it's just on Rampage. They need more TV time. I think the main problem has been neither one of those guys can stay healthy at the same time, though. I mean, private party for the past year and a half have really been Julio Jones and A.J. Brown for the Tennessee Titans. Right. You, do you realize that Julio Jones and A.J. Brown never played a game together so last season? I mean, like, wow. So That's so ridiculous. Yeah, and that's exactly what they have been. And so I'm hoping that, you know, they've passed it now and they're healthy and if so, then we'll realize that Tony Khan did want them on TV. He just couldn't because they weren't healthy together. All right. Uh, so that was good to, to catch that. That was a good backstage cut. And uh, that's for Rampage this Friday night. Uh, Rampage seeming to get better, we hope. And we wish they could get another hour. They really do need it. Lord knows they need another hour um, to get more people on TV here. So we can stop complaining about the things that we, we wish we could see more people. Uh, again, dynamite, dynamite, dynamite. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention that CM Punk called out Hangman Adam Page before Mox came out in the home state of Page's or West Virginia. That's Hangman Page. And he wasn't even there. Uh, I don't know what that was about. Maybe Hangman Adam Page interferes next week in that title match. Maybe that was the reason for it. And, um, oh, T, that's it right there. So you are right. And I'm going to be wrong. I, even though I... I don't think I'm right anyway. I just want to be right. But that's it right there, T. They're probably going to let Hangman Adam Page come in, interfere. It'll be a no DQ, a no uh, no contest, DQ, whatever. They're going to call it. And that'll be their reason for fighting again and all out. Um, mm -hmm. Hangman Page will just be the scapegoat. He'll blow it up probably. Uh, but it should be MJF. And it should be after they end it and there's been a winner. Even if Moxley wins and becomes the real champion and not the interim champion. Because I'm so sick of JR saying he's not an interim, damn it. That's exactly what he is. That's I'm exactly sick, what he I'm is. I'm sick of all this interim stuff. Why, why, why are you sick of it, JR? That's what he is. He could be telling us that Moxley's going to be the real champion and Punk may give it up. And then MJF could be the reason why he loses. And then MJF and Punk go back at it. But I don't think they should go back at it without a title on the line. But uh, right. but again, it's gotta mean something this time. It needs to mean something. But I, I think you're gonna be right, T. And I think Hangman Adam Page will be the reason or the excuse on why they're gonna fight again and all out. I'm just not gonna be interested in seeing it again unless he comes break that thing up. Unless he comes and breaks that that match up in the first five minutes, and we didn't get a lot of it. Other than that, no. Um. So anyway, what else did we have? What else did we have on Dynamite? It's just two hours, man, but in those two hours. Well, yeah, that first match kind of took up most of the first hour. It did. It did. Oh, we had uh, we had Thunderstorm. 
Yeah, Tony Storm and um, Tony Storm. Uh, I forgot the I forgot the young lady's name. Somebody Colin. from AW Dark and Dark Elevation. Yeah, Colin King. Came Colin out. King. There you go. She came out and she fought Tony Storm. Uh, Tony Storm. I got won't lie. Victory. I had no interest in that match. It was. It was not. I did not either. That was just filling up some TV time, but it could have. Filling went. up some TV time, man. Trying to trying to be with the Tony Storm, taking his belt from uh from from. Thunder Rosa, but I, I Tony Storm, even when she was in WWE, I was just was not a huge fan. I, I I don't see it. Well, see, I don't understand why she was why she got signed in an AEW. Why was it like a must to to get her in? Uh, well, I don't understand, I, and I and I get that a lot of people um, don't didn't really like the quote unquote sports entertainment atmosphere. But people have to remember that Tony Storm was in a program with Charlotte. For the title, she wasn't going to. I don't think she was going to beat Charlotte, but you're in a program for the top title in the pride in the business against the top star in the business, and in the in in the top company in the business, and you got upset and you left. I don't understand that, and I still don't understand. It. And I think that's been my biggest like. I don't want to say issue with her, but I just don't get her. It had to be something else going on other than that. It had, it had to, be. to be something else going on. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she just didn't like working with Charlotte. I've heard complaints. I think we all have by now. Oh, yeah. Uh, I still I saw a video playback of the infamous uh, fight her and Nia Jax had in the ring. But, like, yeah, I just don't understand that, man. So I, until I understand it, I can't. I still have a hard time gravitating right. towards her character. Right. Where the hell is Charlotte at these days before I finish AEW? I, I think she they were out on the honeymoon, but clearly Andrade, uh, 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 he's back. Yeah. So it's only it's only a matter of time. They're gonna they're gonna wait until they can bring her back and make it right creatively before they just stick her out there. Yeah, you mean make it right so she can just you know squash everybody just, like always. Come on, right in for the title, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how it goes. Okay, so more AEW action. Let's see here. Um, we had. Uh, after that promo, I mean, after that match or before that match, there was somebody else. Oh, Jungle, we had Boy, Jungle Boy and Jungle Boy Christian. That's right. We had Jungle Boy and Christian. Finally, Terrence, they listened. Maybe they heard they, you. Yeah. They finally put hands on each other, or should I just say Jungle Boy put hands on Christian? Jungle Boy put hands on Christian, man. That was a beatdown. That was a beatdown, man. It was. It was. And I, and I think they, they, they're trying to – Get the baby image off of him. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I think this is a good organic way to do it. Have Christian say very bad things about his family, about his father. Yes. Uh, and just have Jungle Boy kind of snap. I get it. I just don't know how how long it will be believable because of his look. I don't know, man. I'm starting to really feel it now. I'm but starting, I, 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 I it felt it. it felt real. It did. I mean, look, you can't help but think about some of the things he said about his dead father. And it's like, yeah. man, if this can't get the baby face out of him, I don't know what will. You what know? will. Yeah, so I, I agree with you, T. Well said. And uh, I'm, I'm, I am buying into it. I thought he was a little bit nervous on his first time on the mic. But now yeah. he's throwing yeah, those absolutely. words off. Like You heard what he was about to call him right before Christian Cage music hit, right? <laughs> Yeah, he was about to call yeah. him a P-U-S-S-Y. and I'm like, oh yeah. my god, this this guy's gotten crunk. But this is what this is how it's supposed to be when you talk like this about, you know, your your, your father, your family, and everything like that. That's what you get. Luchasaurus was not there, and he still put his hands on him and got him. Luchasaurus wasn't he's, even he's there. Quote, he's quote unquote suspended. 
yeah, suspended for putting his hands on uh, one of the AEW officials, Pat Buck. And uh, that, yeah, that was that was good. Oh, we also had the Varsity Blondes. Um, can't forget this. In a match that they lost very quickly. Um, I feel sorry for them, too. I mean, like, I, I know their time is probably going to come at some point, but it doesn't seem to be anytime soon. Just so many good tag teams. That's why I wish they can get Ring of Honor on TV, Dart uh, maybe on TV, or at least Rampage getting another hour. Anyway, the Varsity Blondes got squashed pretty quick by uh, the Gun Club. And, uh, man, this was good. This was really good, uh, you know, Billy Gunn just wanted to let his, his boys know that I'm proud of you guys. I know I'm hard on you a lot, but I'm proud of you because he snapped out on those on his on his sons on Rampage. Once again, the stories on Rampage was very good on Friday as they actually, yeah. you know, got some some promos in and all of that. And it rolled over to Dynamite. And uh, it was really good. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, old uh, Stokely Hathaway has been trying to get everybody <laughs> in AEW. Everybody. And, it looks, so funny. and it looks like he's got the ass boys, the gun club, or whatever they're going to be called now, because the gun club turned their back on their dad. And, I mean, it was wild, and it was quick, and it was crazy, and, you know, JR was just like, your own damn daddy. <laughs> how, do you, how do you do <laughs> you that? You know he had fun with that. Oh, yeah, man. And so who saves the day? the acclaimed who are over as can be now and they were on tv and they were on dynamite not just rampage i like that tony khan good good stuff and um taz was tripping me out too t because he kept saying you know i thought his feelings would hurt but he's 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 scissoring he's just scissoring scissoring the acclaim you know like so they give him a scissor uh, whatever, however, however they call it, daddies. And, and so they are back together again, it looks like it. Billy Gunn and the Acclaim. And the gun club turned their back on their dad. And it's obvious they're with Stokely now. And so the story goes on, moves on. How do you, do you like what they're doing here with those two uh, tag teams? And with the whole, how they're switching it up with the managers or whatever. How do you like that? So let me get this straight. The black manager doesn't try to recruit the black team that's this super hot, um, but tries to go after the white team that already has a has a manager who's <laughs> their Hall of Fame father. <laughs> that's what it seems. Yes, yes. Have you but, ever seen Have you ever seen the movie Shotters? I don't think so. So let me explain to you the movie. The 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 made like the first five minutes of the movie, and people love it. Like if you talk to like us. Brothers, black people. <laughs> yeah, most of us love shotters. I don't. I don't want to tell you why. And, and and you being in in film and in in screenwriting, you would understand exactly where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. So they start the movie out with these two guys, they're brothers, but they're kids, or they're like their best friends, but they're kids, like teenagers, right? One is fat, one is skinny, and then is is fast forwards to when they're adults. And now the other the team that the teenager that was skinny is now a fat dude, and they swapped. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? I got you. That bothers me. If Stoke and I understand Stoke is that quote unquote bad guy, but he doesn't have to be. Yeah. Because who is he managing besides Jade? Yeah, and we good. all love Jade. But she's still like. Him. Yeah. So like the free agent team out there would have been. The acclaim. 
And I think he fits better with them than he does with no 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 shade at all. Mm-hmm. But these white guys who already have a Hall of Fame manager who is their dad. So why do you? Th- I, I get what you're saying, too, T. I do. And why? But why? Do, so why do you think they're switching it up like that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just to get Stokely on TV some more. Because again, I I, again, like as much as you make sense about him, you know, representing the acclaim, that claim the over now as baby faces, and Stokely ain't a baby face though. He had his not. He's he had not. He's there. never going to be. Yeah, I mean, but again, now they maybe they could have saved that until after acclaim and you know the the Gun Club were were done, and then maybe he could have went. Well, no, he still couldn't go for either one if you don't want him with the Gun Club. So I I, I don't know because what they did is play around with this first. They were all cool, and he was always like showing more love to the acclaim than his than his own sons anyway, than his two kids anyway. Yeah. And then that was the surprise because we're like, psych, man, blood is thicker than water. And he whips the acclaimed ass and he goes, walks to the back with his sons. Makes sense. Like, uh, go figure. But it did look like you were really feeling those boys. But then he started to talk and complain like you guys aren't doing enough. I you starting to make me wonder why I left the acclaim in the first place. And and then, so I guess they tucked at the heart, and so they said, well, screw you. We're going with Stokely. So I get where they're going with it and why. I kind of like it, but you make a lot of sense, T. I just, like, I'm just, I just know that Stokely just can't be with the Acclaim right now because it's just not a good time because, like, yeah. the Acclaim is over as can be as babyfaces now, and they got to keep that the way that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless Stokely. Now, the way they could have done it is if, which is what I thought they were going to do, T., if, if Jade had just flipped out on Stokely and Stokely just said the hell with this and now he's babyface and he can be with the acclaim. I thought Jade right. was going to kick him out. Because to be honest, I, I liked her better with Smart Mark anyway. I kind of did too. I did too. Like she, that, she, that little, she, that little dynamic, dynamic they had where he would start talking and she would tell him to shut up. Like I enjoyed that. I did too. And Maybe that's because I would enjoy Jade telling me to shut up, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? But I, I, I think T that that was better, and but I think that the reason why Stokely is managing her is because she basically asked Tony to hire him, and he, mm-hmm. he and he said, "Yeah, okay, yes, Your Majesty, whatever you want." And so he did it. But yeah, you're right. He's she's kind of been an ass. She's kind of been a jerk to him since he's been there managing her. She wasn't doing Mark Sterling like that. So I don't know what they're going on, what they're gonna do. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. But I do kind of like the way they the way they did it. But again, just stop flipping it and keep it one way because you flipped it enough now. As far as right. Billy Gun and what is okay, you're not representing your sons anymore. And you need to kick their ass, you know, uh, while you're scissoring it up. Next time we see you, you need to be kicking your boy's ass for turning on <laughs> you like that. Uh, but this is exactly what these damn kids will do sometimes. Uh, but again, man, look, hey, he was being hard on them. These kids are sensitive these days. They got in their feelings and now they turned on them. And Stokely just, he he got them. He got what he wanted. And he, he came through and it's like, you know, hey, you talk about a, a master manipulator or ultimate opportunist. Yeah, oh, I, I love it. I love the guy, That is Stokely, yeah. So, anyway, that's what happened. That's where they're going with it. And uh, moving on with the show, though, we had Pack, and it's time to get a claim in a match, too, next week. They need to be in another match. Uh, we had a claim, we had a Pack with a backstage promo with the Lucha Brothers standing by his side, and he was talking about a match that I think he's going to be having next week with Will Ospreay. And uh, it was pretty much just Pac talking about how 
Will thinks that he's the best Australian wrestler in the world or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Pac says he begs to differ. Uh, so this will be good. I don't think that he's putting the All-Atlantic Championship on the line, but they're going to have a fight. And, hey, Will Ospreay can fight. He's good. He's a, he, he can give you a good match. I've yeah. seen that now. He's, he's rugged. He's rugged. I just don't like them bringing in these outsiders to AEW. Pat should be going against somebody in AEW with all the damn people they have on their roster. There's no need to be bringing in people outside. I'm just sick of that crap. That is that's it doesn't make yeah, any see, sense. Yeah, they, they got to keep in mind that like the Intercontinental Championship, even though it was built on that gimmick of like being defended all across the globe. Yeah. That's a gimmick. You don't actually do it. That's right. No. <laughs> you Pat Patterson, Pat yeah. Patterson ain't went to no, he went nowhere to defend that title. No, <laughs> right, right. He went from Kentucky to Kentucky to Texas. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't, he wasn't down in South America defending that title. He wasn't down at the, uh, he, did, he he may have gone to Canada maybe, but I mean, you know, that's Canada. That doesn't count. He wasn't in Europe defending that title. He was in America. It's a gimmick. He didn't cross any continents. That's right. That's right. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. But uh, look, I want to. I want to say this uh, to give some credit to Tony Khan. It's not easy for him to keep all of these people in the spotlight in the in the limelight on AEW. Right, right, right. When, you, right. when you've got such a heavy roster and little less TV and less TV time, he's actually came yeah. out and acknowledged this in a recent uh, interview with someone. Saying that, you know, well, we don't have six, seven hours of TV time like the other company and this and that. So he does recognize that he needs more TV time to get more people on. And, yeah. and, and so what puzzles me is that he keeps signing people still. Like, stop doing that. Stop signing people. He's got, he's got, he's got to put a cap on it at some point. He's got to put a cap on it at some point. I know he started to release some people and let these contracts just, just expire. But that's not enough because there's still been more signings than contracts expiring. Uh, uh, again, moving on though, I give him credit just because he is still trying to keep these people relevant somewhat. Some of them, uh, FTR is one of them who hasn't been in a match in God knows when, but he's still going to keep three belts around the waist and shoulders of those two. And they had a backstage, uh, video with, uh, Wardlow. With Wardlow. They're still calling themselves a pinnacle, but Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, okay, well, okay. I forgot all about the pinnacle, to be honest with you. Hadn't seen Sean Spears since MJF disappeared either, so, yeah, I didn't really know if it was a pinnacle again. But speaking of pinnacle, I don't know. Do you remember what FTR was talking about? Like, what did they? What did them and Warlow have to talk about? I'm sure they were discussing They, they were uh, basically and... calling out Jay Lethal and his guys. Okay, okay. Uh, and I think uh, Dax – Called out, he challenged uh, Jay Lethal to a match for next Wednesday. That's right, they do have a match next Wednesday. Don't understand that. I mean, I, I mean, I'm glad to see Jay Lethal in a match and on TV, but I don't know fighting one. Of, yeah, I guess I do get it. One of FTR is going to fight him. It can't be Warlow yet, right? Uh, right, right. But look, I like what they're doing here, but there's no chance Jay Lethal's taking that belt off of Warlow, is it? No, no. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. So moving on, even though I don't see why not, because Scorpio Sky lost it once or twice, you know, during his reign. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so did Guevara. But uh, I, I do know the TNT title should be more meaningful, and somebody needs to keep it for a, a few months at a time. But, um, yeah, we'll see. No Miro tonight. I mean, last night. Don't understand that. 
Um, but anyway, Claudio, he'll be on Rampage. Uh, we've got uh, the 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 Trustbusters versus uh, the Best Friends. That's a uh, that's one of those uh, trio matches for the uh, in the AEW World Trios Championship Tournament <laughs> quarterfinal for Friday. Again, Claudio is going to be there. Hook is going to be there to answer a challenge. That's the only thing I didn't like on Rampage uh, from uh, this past Friday night because I don't know who the hell that guy is to challenge Hook. And I'm not even going to take the time to talk about who he is because they've got to stop doing that. At least let us give us some kind of video, some kind of cut or something about him and then explain and talk about it. Or you could have showed it again. On One thing they need to start doing, and I know they're they pushing for time. They're trying to squeeze so much in that two-hour show. Show some highlights of what happened on Rampage. Something that happened on Rampage to get us ready for Friday. Stop assuming that everybody watches every single minute and second of that show and keeps up with the YouTube shows and watches New Japan Pro Wrestling and watches NWA and watches (laughs) all of these other damn things so we know every freaking body. Stop assuming that we do that because we don't. All of us do not do that. And it doesn't make me not a, a real wrestling fan to not do that. It just makes me... Hey, man, I watch AEW and I watch WWE. And give me what I need. One thing about WWE, they may do a little too much of it, but they are not going to let you get behind. You are always going to be caught up and up to date with, you know, with what's going on. They keep you updated. They will show you all. They will show you a mini movie. They will show you a short film, you know, which I will be filming uh, later this month or, yeah, later this month, next month. I will be finally uh, getting that done, my first project, King Sip Productions. Y'all look out for that. Um so enough with the cheap plug, but yeah, they will show you whatever, you know, to keep you up to date with what's going on in WWE and AEW doesn't do it enough. So that's it. That's pretty much it. Moving on to the main event. It was a trios match for the trio world championship tournament. It was the, what's the name? Lido Rush or something like that. Uh, What is that? Hold on. La Faction uh, something. Oh, oh, oh! The name, the, their name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I missed that. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's Andrade, Eldilo. That's uh, Rush, 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 and sorry, uh, yeah, Rush. and and what was his name? Uh, something Lee, uh, Tiger Lee, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something Lee, and uh, he got his mask took off too later on that night by Andrade at the, mm. end, at, the at the end of the night. Uh, he's been taking mask off a lot here lately. I don't know what, what what's that about and what's gonna happen, and what they're trying to do here. But uh, anyway, they're going against the Young Bucks, ladies and gentlemen, and we all knew who the third person was going to be. Terrence, you nailed it last week and said that it would be Kenny Omega. And if it wasn't Kenny Omega, it probably would have been a riot. But I'm pretty sure we all knew it would be him, and it was him. Uh, did you like how they brought him back in? I felt like they should have tried to swerve us a little bit. They didn't, they didn't, to me, they didn't do a good enough job of making us believe it was somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, of course, we're not stupid, you know, and we do have the internet. <laughs> so we all, you know, we were all like 95% sure it was Omega. Yep. But, you know, part, I think part of, part of the, the, the surprise factor in wrestling is to try to cast doubt sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, at least, have him post a picture where he's in like Pittsburgh or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though he's not, he's not there, but yeah, you know, just so, something along those lines where it just gives you just a little bit of doubt. Yeah. 
And yeah. even though we knew it was him, now I, I was happy to see him. Uh, I was very, very happy when Brandon uh, uh, Cutler uh, slid the uh, slid Justin that uh, that the paper, and he started and the, immediately when he started reading. Of course, you know for sure it's him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Oh, uh, I was glad to see Don Callis there. Oh yes, oh yes. Glad. And, and just just more just more than anything, I was very, very happy to see Omega back in the ring because you know he loves what he does. He does. He does. But I just I just wish that. Just a little bit, they had us just kind of cast a little bit of doubt. Yeah, I wish. Maybe, maybe even start the match, you know, play some generic music that's not here, start the match, this person couldn't make it, and then have them come out. Right. Yeah, I think it should have been I think it should have been Brandon Cutler who came out, not with the Young Bucks, but let the Bucks be in the ring, and then Brandon Cutler, I don't know, some kind of music, or he just walks down the ramp and he's like taking his jacket off, like, or he's in wrestling gear, and everybody's yeah. like, what the hell? And you think that it's actually Cutler. They're, they're going to let him, and then, you know, they give him the no. That would have been a good idea. They just kind of have him stop maybe like halfway and point back to the. Um, yeah, back up the ramp, yeah. and here, yeah. he, here yeah. he goes. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That, they could have done that, or like you said, somebody else could have been kind of getting advertised or tweeting that they just touched down in whatever city in West Virginia they were in, and then have you kind of like, wait a minute, could it actually not be Kenny? Could it actually be this? Whoever that person is, somebody. You know, yeah. It could have yeah. been anybody because they have plenty yeah. of damn people on the but, roster. And and this has been one of my issues with the way they advertise things. They sometimes I think they sell out for ratings, which is fine because you got to have ratings. Yeah. You know, you got you got to sell the product. You got to sell it to the to the people that that's going to invest money in it. Yeah, I get that. But man, like. I would have liked maybe even a situation where a hangman tells them last week, hey, yeah, I'll do this, do it this one time, you know. Yeah. And then today, sometime, some, sometime during the show today, he's like, hey, guys, I'm sorry, I can't do it. They're getting ready to go to the ring. And he's like, hey, guys, I can't do it, I'm sorry. You know, I'm going to stick with these guys. Yeah. And now you, you think they're going to come out by themselves. You know, just just cast a little bit of doubt. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Could have could have done that. They definitely could have. But nonetheless, Kenny Omega is back. How did you think he looked and noticed he didn't take his shirt off? Noticed that he had on, uh, what do you call those things, to where it looks like it's still, you know, kind of favoring his shoulder or whatever. I know he had a lot of injuries, several, knee, shoulder, uh, man, a lot of stuff. Lot I of think things. there was a lot of kayfabe. That's kayfabe? I think a lot of that was kayfabe. Okay, well, that's good to know. That's good to know because I was yeah. I was gonna ask you, do you think that they actually are rushing him back just to make I his, think they are his going all to, out? I think they're gonna give you the impression that he's not back fully one hundred percent. Uh and each week he's gonna look stronger and stronger and stronger. I think that you know, and he's big into that, that anime culture where they have to, you know, where Goku, for example, has gotta like train and get back to hundred percent and you know, it's just that's just how he I appreciate it. That is good storytelling. So I think every yeah. week you're going to see him look better and better. And the injury is going to be going to bother him less and less uh, each week until he finally gets back to 100%, probably at all out when it's time for the championships to be decided. Right. And if they're kayfabe, then maybe he has been better than what they've been leading on. And he's just trying to make sure that that AEW Fight Forever game was done, which it is uh, yeah. for the most part. And it's coming out. Uh, they, they actually keep saying on TV when they – 
put it at the bottom of the screen. They advertise it as coming soon. But I actually see it on GameStop as New New Year's Eve, December 31st. So I'm not sure if that's uh, the real accurate date or what. But, uh, yeah, he's done with it. He had a lot to do with that game, a lot. He even bumped heads with THQ a few times. and uh, But now they're fine and they got it going and it's done. And so now he's back. And uh, so I'm glad to see Kenny Omega back. We needed him. Uh, again, this is why I want to give credit to Tony Khan because it was not easy to try to keep this thing going for the past nine months without his number one player, his franchise player, Kenny Omega. Yeah. And uh, he's the longest AEW champion, uh, you know, in AEW, and he was gone for over nine months. You also had CM Punk suffer injury. Uh, you know, Brian Danielson was gone for a minute. Uh, Adam yeah. Cole is still out right now. Just so many injuries that he had to yeah, man. sustain. Like you, you think about it, and you and you look at a situation where, like, when Stone Cold was out, when he, when Rikishi ran him over for the Rock, Vince uh, <laughs> uh, still had Triple H. He still had the Rock. He still had Undertaker. He still had uh, all those, all those top, Kurt Angle, all those top guys he could depend on. Um, you know, and there's a situation where John Cena was out. He would still have Taker. He was Taker was always there. He would still have um, that host of guys, Orton Edge. You know, uh, credit to Tony Khan when he lose Omega this time, and then he lost Cody Rhodes to to WWE. Uh, a lot tougher of a deal to get through these last eight, nine, ten months without Omega. A lot tougher than what any other company would probably have in a situation like that. Right. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have. The Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. You can rate, review, hit the follow or subscribe button, and download each and every episode of The Great Debate Show, and you will be notified every time a new episode is available. And, again, that's everywhere you get your podcast. The good guys, Jarvis Jeffries, Terrence Smith, Nick Illy will be back on Tuesday. Uh, depending on how good SmackDown and Rampage is, which I have a feeling they will both be great, we may be back this Sunday. If not this Sunday, we will definitely will start next Sunday with the wrestling episodes to give you a full review of all four shows. We've got some good shows. And Terrence may even want to start talking NXT because it sounds like he is a fan. And he's never really I'm, watched. I'm finally, I'm finally coming around. Yeah, and it's all because of one star. One star. We're gonna talk about that one star then coming star. up here. Yeah, and uh, who's the real goat in wrestling? WWE, WCW, uh, TNA, Impact. Uh, you know, New Japan. Uh, I don't give a damn. Memphis wrestling. If anybody knows about that outside of Memphis, hey, uh, Mid South. Uh, man, we had so much stuff, USWA, AWA, just all the wrestling promotions over the years, over the past whatever decades. Who is really the true one and only GOAT? I mean, we've got to debate that because I think it will be an interesting debate. And we're not going to just say Ric Flair just for the sake of saying Ric Flair. If there's somebody today that has already surpassed him career-wise or has just done more against in a time where wrestling is so much different, it's so much faster, it's so much you got to do this, 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 that. I don't know what to go by. I'm just saying that's somebody who was always my goat. But, you know, wrestling is kind of – wrestling goats is almost kind of like hip-hop. At some point, you have to change your top five because people elevate themselves. They get better over time, you know. So there's people out there like Jamel Hill who has tweeted that at some point, 
I got to take Biggie and Pac out of my top five. Or I may have to take Jay-Z out of my top five. Or I may have to pull Nas out because this guy that you all are hating on has gotten better and better and better and better and still doing it, you know? I don't remember who that person was she was saying, but it did make sense whether we want to give her the credit for that or not. Same thing with wrestling. How long will Terrence think Bret Hart is the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be if somebody else has come along and already surpassed him or is about to, and maybe five years from now when we have this conversation, it might not be Bret Hart anymore in his in his opinion. Those are the things that we wanted to debate. We got to have some wrestling debates because we really don't debate wrestling. We just kind of just give you the news and the scoop. Just tell, yeah, just tell our, you just tell our couple of little opinions, but, you know, it's not any real debates. Yeah, right. Hold on. On what? I was just saying, we just we just kind of, you know, give us some opinions. We don't really have any real debates oh, on, yeah, on, yeah, on, yeah. on wrestling. Yeah. yeah, no, that's right. I thought you were saying that it's still no debate as far as the, uh, who you think the GOAT is. But, yeah, no, you're, no, you're I, saying I, that. I, I, I mean, that's a situation where I think everybody's criteria is totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I will, I will say this, though. I really hope that uh, Forbidden Wall finally comes out, the, the real Forbidden Wall. Because I keep I keep thinking that first I thought I wanted to see Jay Cargill versus Bianca Belair. I do want to see that. I know I do. Then I thought I wanted to see a freestyle match between uh, Platinum Max Caster and and Doctor Thugonomics Thug- John Cena. Yeah, I still do. I do too. But man, if I could just see just a microphone promo, just those two guys in the ring or even backstage between. Freaking Dan House and R Truth, like I'm not sure I'd be able to contain myself. Man. <laughs> <laughs> this man said Dan House and R Truth. Those two guys are undoubtedly to me the two funniest guys in wrestling. Okay, okay. R Truth is funny. I hadn't seen him in a while, but yeah, last man, time I saw he him, is so funny. He is funny. Uh, Dan Housen is as well. So yeah, that's a good one. I think what I would like to see is for Triple H and Tony Khan. And I still think this is going to happen. I think that they need to make this just like NFL, NBA, just like any other sport. And, yes, it is sports entertainment. And, yes, they are calling themselves wrestlers again in the WWE. But I think at some point here, they need to just knock down the forbidden door or wall or whatever you want to call it, T, as you said. And they need to start, like, having free agents. You're a free agent. You're signing over here. You want to make a trade? We can make a trade. MJF's not yeah. happy. MJF coming to WWE. Um, Miz, it's been real, man. You're going to you're going to AEW. Or I don't yeah. know I don't know who you would trade for. We can't say Sasha Banks right, anymore. Right. You just use him know, as an example. Yeah, just an example. We know Sasha Banks is is about to be back in WWE, so I can't use her anymore. But MJF for Sasha Banks would have been the perfect trade, uh, and we would have got to see Sasha Banks versus Britt Baker, which I would like to see. Doctor. DMD, but uh, look, just let's open that, let's knock down that wall and let's start getting some trades, you know, like breaking news. Then wrestling will really be like, what the hell? Did you just see that? And then they, the WWE already have like big ties, big connections with ESPN. You can put this stuff at the bottom of the news, you know, like breaking news. Yeah. Roman Reigns was just traded to AEW, you know what I'm saying? For Kenny yeah. Omega. What the hell? You know, like yeah, or what you said, just have those matches. But I just, like, I don't, I, I think they will run dry pretty quick and get stale to me because it's like, okay, so what if we do see 
you know, um, Roman Reigns against Kenny Omega, or we get to actually see Jade and uh, Bianca Belair. But damn, okay, so what if we do? You know, what about Becky Lynch against Chris Statlander? But if we do, then what? I mean, there's nothing that it, nothing can go from behind, and we just got to see them wrestle, and okay, now it's over with. Yeah. To me, that just doesn't do a lot for me. That's why that Forbidden Door stuff with New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW, I, I didn't care about it. Uh, because it's just a one night only thing. And I know some people yeah. want to see that for one night only, but no, I like stories, man. I'm a writer myself. I like for this thing to keep going and it's just no ending to it. There's no the end. And I think if you start getting some trades going here and people who are like, hey, I'm sick of AEW, we're not getting any spotlight. We want to come over there to make the trade. You know, but it just has to be like, okay, well, and if you're not swapping wrestlers, then it can be like, okay, well, so AEW just got back. I mean, WWE just got back Adam Cole and hell, the whole damn Bullet Club or whatever they're called and uh, elites, whatever. And they just got them, but AEW didn't get any wrestlers in return. Well, what could they get? I don't know. Um, I don't know what else could what could they trade with them? Yeah, I mean they they've done trade offs before. You know, they did they I don't know how much you remember about it, but they did that with ECW. Um in the nineties in the like mid nineties right there. So they've done those types of things before. It's possible. It's not it's not that far fetched. But 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 Vince McMahon, he he already kind of had his his how can I put it? He already had his hands in ECW though. You know, like he was he was actually funding for a lot of those shows that they were doing. And I think Paul mm-hmm. Heyman came out and admitted that some years back. And that's how that was able to happen, though. Like, if if, if nobody's breaking bread with each other, though, then it's like, oh, what are we doing here? Now, I don't yeah. think it'll happen, but I, then again, you never know. I mean, Triple H could probably have a change of heart. I mean, look, it's somebody called AEW for somebody. We don't know who, but they did that. And this happened after Vince McMahon is gone, uh, retired, stepped down. So, Hey, I don't know, just just a theory, but I would like to see something like that. Uh, but Terrence, you came up with some great matches and battle raps. Uh, that would be very good and interesting. Um, hey, at least let's see the sign with AEW then for one night to do that. I don't know, just a one-night contract. Um, it would be nice to see them all get together and do some things, and then that's that way wrestling just gets so much better, even though it's still getting better because everybody has to up their game. But again, uh... Mickey James could possibly be going back to WWE. That's a rumor that's floating around. Uh, she's came out and said that she thinks she's done, but um, I don't know. We'll see. I would like to see Gail Kim back in one of the promotions doing something, just one more match. Mm-hmm. I wish they had a did right by Awesome Kong. That didn't work out for her in AEW. But, oh, and Brandy Rhodes is about to – why does it feel like I hear a bunch of people booing right now? Uh, <laughs> they hate her, but maybe it'll be a warm welcome in WWE. She's got about to make her, her in-ring return. She's coming to WWE. It's somebody, time. Somebody's seen her in the performance center quite a few times here. She's getting it. She's putting in the work, and yeah, it is time. But it'll be the first time that anybody's ever seen Brandy in a WWE ring, other than announcing the wrestlers coming to the ring. So this will be interesting to see. She didn't get to do it in AEW. It was gonna happen, but. We know how that ended. So, wrestling is good again, though, ladies and gentlemen. It's getting better. We had some rough moments here with all the injuries the past few months, but they're maintaining and they're back now. All right? So, that's all I got, T. What you got? Hey, that's it, man. Good, good week in wrestling, and 
Hey, it can only get better. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Great Debate Show again. We will be back on Tuesday, uh, maybe Sunday. We're signing off, though. Y'all, please be safe out there. Peace. Peace.